Hey everybody, it's Soul Artic Community's daughter. Welcome to a very, if you're on following me on Facebook, a very exclusive conversation. If you are following me on the WUFO podcast, please listen close. Today I want to give you some, we got to talk. And the conversation that we're about to have is is something that it seems to be, once again, the conversation everyone's happening having to have. And that is what's happening in our school systems. And I'm not going to talk outside of Buffalo. I'm going to talk right here inside of Buffalo. And I'm going to do my best to be as transparent and inclusive as possible. The reason I say inclusive is because I'm not talking as an outsider. I'm talking as a person who has experienced being inside the Buffalo Public Schools for a long, long time. And as a youth advocate, I find it very disturbing. Some things that well, we need to have discussion on. And today, I want to make sure that you know that this discussion is something that we need to continue. If you're listening on the air, that conversation is happening. If you're listening online, that conversation is happening. If you're following the Buffalo Public School Boards, that thing is happening. And the sad part about it is I'm watching some of the conversations that you all are having online, and it's disturbing. So the first thing I want to start, let's start from the head and work our way down. We have a new superintendent in the city of Buffalo. And I'm very happy about some of the things that Ms. Williams is already letting it be known that she cannot fix this problem by herself. At the same time, she cannot fix this problem by herself. She hasn't only just said that, but she put some things in place to say, hey, I'm coming to the neck of the woods where you are. I'm doing a coffee house tour to talk to the parents and the guardians of the students that are in the schools. And I want to hear from you. So please, if you are in the New York, Buffalo, New York area, and you have a student or interest in students in the Buffalo Public Schools, embrace our please, and I call her homegrown. You wanna know why I call her homegrown? Big shout out because it's National Women's Month. I call this woman homegrown because she has been in our school system working one way or the other for over 30 years. And I find that to be such a a commitment um, through the hex and high waters of things that, and of the hardship that our community has gone through as far as education, this woman has stand fast. So Ms. Sonia Williams, we support you and I want to start there. School board members, school board members are elected in our city by districts. Therefore, every district should be able to have a voice recognizing the needs of our communities per that district, right? And at the same time that we're recognizing that each district has representation, the other thing is that we need to recognize is that they're there to listen to us. They're there to pay attention to us. They are there to listen to the needs of what we, you, we're parents. Let me, let me backtrack real quick and go here. Parents, because we're not educators, we know that there's an issue. We know that there's a problem. We know that we need help. The thing that you have to do is begin to ask for it and hold people like school board members accountable for what they're there for. They are there to be the voice of reason for our needs as parents and our needs, the needs of our students. So that's that in a nutshell. This is the hardest conversation I feel like I'm going to have. And I know that if you share this on your pages and as you're listening to this, the hardest problem that I'm going to have, and and, and sis, help me out a little bit. These kids come from a place called home. And at the rate that these children that we are speaking of come from a place called home, the biggest accountability and responsibility starts right there. It starts at home home. and no parent has the 
answers to how to raise a child. There is no true book except for raise up a child in a way it should go. And of course it will not depart. A lot of people leave that conversation right in church, but that is not really what that means. It means that raise your child up with some morals, raise your child up with some, some, with some ethics, raise your child up in a mannerism where they will be a part of society and not a threat to society. And if you don't know how to do this, that's when you begin to call on the supports that are in place to help you, whether it's a family member, you know, and I don't really support every organization all the time the way I people have thought that I should, but the organizations that are out there are supportive helps. But you know what? Your doctor has helps. If you, you know, that's serious. Holding your medical person accountable. I don't know why that just came to me, but do you know when you go to your doctors that they ask you, is there anything you need? And a lot of times, especially in our community, we forget that mental health is a need and that your doctor can give you a referral to get the mental health. And mental health does also mean parenting. Let's break that down a little bit. I'm not an expert, but are you ready for this? Let's hear it. Parents that ask for help, that's a mental ask. I'm not sure what to do with my child. You don't have to go sit with a psychiatrist who's going to talk about divorce or marriage with you. You go sit with somebody who's going to be a parenting psychiatrist. Yes, so you have things compartmentalized. The other part is sitting with like-minded parents who want to do better by their children. The other part is parents, and I have to ask you this. How many of you even know who your students' teachers are? I could pretty, I'm pretty sure half of them don't. If you don't know your teacher, then your child is able to run amok. And I say that because your child can come back and say, oh, my teacher said X, Y, and Z. And you would believe your child. But the other part is, if you know your child, you should know whether or not what's going on with them. I'm a mom of four. Now I'm gonna take the, the, that, that, that second one. When the teacher used to call me about that second one, it was certain things that they could say, okay, I believe he did that. Uh, yep, you know what? That's my son. I believe. You know what, Miss M, Miss D, Miss whoever you are, thank you for calling me. We're going to work together to get this done. And then I don't leave it at that. I actually follow up. But I knew their teachers, not because they were calling back, but because it, I made it my business to go and know who the teachers were because I needed to protect my child inside of this thing that we don't recognize. They go to everything every day. You know, they call it a school, right? But it's actually an institution. So in any institution, it's trying to build and fortify the individual inside that institution to be what that institution thinks. Let's break down some institutions that are here in Buffalo. You ready for this? Let's start at Emerson. Culinary institution. When your child goes there, your child is supposed to go there with a mindset, not only for academic education, but it's supposed to go there and have some type of influence by the culinary arts and want to be accepted into the culinary arts and want to grow into the culinary arts. Yet, there are other students who go to Burgard. Burgard Vocational High School. Students that go there have a thought of being inside what they call auto mechanics and things of that nature. That institution is built to mold the mind of future leaders who want to lead in the mechanics world and go from there. What am I saying is if you're sending your student, your child into an institution and you have not given them the basis or held them accountability for the basis, you can definitely expect for them to go into a place with the strangers that you have not taken the time to know and run amok because no one is being held accountable. Not the strangers, which is the teacher not the student and the parents I hate to say it how can you hold anybody accountable when you're not in the midst of what's being done it starts in the home it does and and you know parents get mad when you say that 
Well, I send my child to school for education and I send my child to school for it. But you're also saying something that you're missing. I sin. And at the rate that we take the choice to send our children somewhere, then we should send them with equipment enough to know how to handle being there. Can I tell you the most disturbing thing that I find in the schools? And don't get me wrong, all children, including mine, try it. Their mouths. There is no respect. They don't turn it off. They look you dead in the face and, 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 and will say sorry for dropping the word that they just dropped and then follow that sorry up with a word that's worse than the first word that they dropped. And it's not the fact that cursing is the biggest sin. It's not. I think it's a disrespect where they see someone of authority there and they still don't find a need to curve how they say this. And they're in an institution that says that is profanity is not allowed. Hoodies are not allowed. These things are not allowed in our schools, but no one being held accountable to stop these things. So then when it articulates and it becomes more than that, we're wondering where does this come from? Let's start at home. Do you let your kids wear their hoodies in in your house? I mean, hoods on walking around your house. I know I can't. If you're going to wear your hood, let it be raining. But that's not something you're going to sit in my face and wear. You're not my friend, my son's friends. And you know, I got, they got a lot of friends. Between four boys, that's a lot of friends. You're still not doing that. Or your pants. You're not doing that. Not in my presence. And to me, that's a conversation that it's going to take more people of boldness and confidence. And biggest thing, conf- you ready for this? If you don't have a relationship, you're not going to get a child to pull up their pants. If you don't have a relationship, you're not going to get a child to do anything. So now we're sending our children to school with these strangers who don't have relationships because they look nothing like our children. They have no understanding of where our children come from. Not giving a pass on our behaviors of our children, not giving an excuse for the behaviors of our children. But when you come from the hood, you tend to know what goes on in the hood and you tend to have an understanding of how to handle that. But when you have children in schools and institutions with people who are institutionalizing them with no concept of where these kids come from, once again, you got to reach back to home because you know what Johnny went through this morning. You know what's going on in the hood. You know that the corner store just got shot up and he was like running from there. You know that your child doesn't dealt with some trauma and if you don't know what trauma is anything that can trigger later that can take you into a place of mental unawareness or mental discomfort or even physical discomfort right trauma can be a lot trauma also comes with things that I like to say PTSD when I go into the schools don't trigger my PTSD my post-traumatic syndrome things that reoccur our kids are dealing with that and I'm also thinking see I didn't want to talk today because I said I didn't have a lot to say but the other part is a lot of our kids have not really recovered from COVID and I'm not talking about the, the disease or whatever. What was that? A, what was it? A, a, a virus? It, it, what is it? I'm not going to say what was it. What is it? A virus? So they have not recovered from that. Not having the virus inside of them, but allowing the virus to take away what, it, what, left, what was left of their childhood, what was left of their innocence. This virus has also taken away what hope that they had of a school being the place for them to go to get away from chaos. In actuality, dealing with COVID, some students had to be left in chaotic situations. Now that they're back in school, guess what they're exemplifying? The behaviors of being in a, con- a convoluted area for over two years. And we have, we have people that are running our institutions who do not look at this as traumatic. They're looking at this will bounce back just because you're here. And that's not the reality. And if the parents do not begin to speak out and say, no, you need to be a little bit more understanding of what's going on. You need to be able to say to the principals, the teachers, the administrators, the school board, and say, wait, stop. 
The only time that y'all want to get some type of trauma help is after a shooting or after a stabbing or after somebody that severely got hurt. No. Right now in our society, we need 24-7 accessibility to resources that would allow not only adults to heal, but identifying the needs of our children because our children need to heal. These are some hurt babies, y'all. And I'm letting you know the only reason we see in the stigma of what's going on is because hurt babies do what? They hurt other babies. It, it, it's, it's a hurtful feeling. And today I did. I didn't. I, I was going to say we could talk about relationships, right? But we've been talking about relationships to the point where I can't even say anything else about a relationship because watching our children is making me think, who do I want to be in a relationship with if y'all the parents of these kids? <laughs> And you might feel the same way about me, but hey, right? But it's honest. Like, who is raising these babies to the point where I see my young men and men stop getting into a program to help these babies? Or you get with these women and you get into, okay, okay, I feel that. You get with these women and you get into these children's lives and because you don't got the woman no more, you act like the child doesn't exist. Not realizing that you formed a relationship with somebody that you can be helpful with or for and you decide because you ain't getting the coochie cool, you can't get nothing else out of this. That's jacked up because guess what? Not putting that on you, no, I'm not the daddy. Why I got to deal with it? Because you stood in line to be the dad and you were an example of what manhood or womanhood, I'm talking to women too. You get with these men and you play stepmom to these kids. But then when y'all don't work out or then when tables turn, you act like that joint is just off the hook and they needed you. You may have been that one person in that child's life that really made a difference. You know what? I'm not going to just stop there in that relationship. I'm talking to y'all pastors too. Y'all clergy walk around here acting like you so saved and sanctified, but you walk right past that hungry kid. Forget that hungry adult holding it. And when I say hungry, these kids are hungry for attention. Y'all churches don't even be open for them to run there if they're getting chased from home from school anyway. You leave it up to granted people to stand out on corners and act like they're so tall and mighty when in actuality, where is salvation? I'm not I'm not judging. I'm asking questions because there's so many resources. 800 and something churches in the city of Buffalo. Not once have I heard y'all really step up and step out and do something and stay consistent with it and let somebody pan y'all. Say something. Share, like, please. I'm done talking. Now I'm just telling the truth. It's not just a conversation anymore. I don't want to invite any fake clergy up on my show no more and pretend like you care about our kids. How about, do, do you look out in your audience? How many young people do you see active in your audience? And in the last two years, how many young people that were active in your audience have all of a sudden disappeared? Why? Because if you're noticing, I think about my friend Carlanda and her son, like, we come from this streets. We come from this community. We come from stuff. And we're looking at y'all like, where y'all at? Y'all got that nice clergy on, but what you doing? When the last time you reached out to a kid that's right there in front of your church selling something? Right there. You go to the stores every day. Matter of fact, you don't even need permission in a program to go up in these schools and do what you do. You can sit outside and pray as they going in. Pass them a daggone donut. Y'all giving out free boxes of food. Half these kids don't eat outside of school. Big shout out to all my lunch ladies and my lunch men at every school in the city of Buffalo and beyond. Lunch ladies and lunch people, y'all rock. Especially if you got the right spirit. I ain't talking to those that just throw kids meat and stuff on a plate tray and tell them to kick rocks because you bad. No, I'm talking about those ones that put love in that food. Those ones that be like, this is the first and said last and lunch that these kids may ever get. And I'm gonna give them the best thing that they got. And I love it when I go to a school. Big shout out to MST's lunch crew because they come from behind there and they sit with them kids. They know what them kids like. And I respect that. But shh, if you ain't really about what you're doing and you don't see a need to reach back out to these babies in one week, 
I've seen several fights firsthand. I'm not talking about something somebody told me. I mean, I'm right there with kids that really wanted help but just couldn't control themselves because one person can't help. Just to let you know, one individual cannot help an entire generation of people. And the saddest part is, can we work together? Everybody want a 501c, everybody want their own program, I get it, but what you doing with it if if the outcome is worse? I'm not seeing no fruits of your labor and I'm not judging once again, I'm just saying what you doing? I'm asking some questions today. Make sure you like, share, share this with somebody. I'm gonna go back to clergy and then I'm gonna leave you alone. Y'all have buildings. Y'all got buildings that you say you own or that your, your, your congregation done purchased, right? What is your building there for? A Sunday use only and Bible study? You mean to tell me you sitting in the middle of a community and there's nothing you can do? There's not one family in your service and your congregation that needs something more than what you're offering them from the pulpit? I remember back in the day, way back before my day, but I remember hearing that churches was like the catalyst of change in our community. What is the catalyst of change in this community, y'all? What, what, what is it that's going to prompt things to be different and for children to respect elders? I know my generation already looking at the generation is uh, uh, some of them ahead of us looking like, why? Why are you frowning upon our children and our children's children when in actuality you should be giving us wisdom, but instead you look at us like we are a lost generation, accept that. But we're not a lost generation that popped up on this earth without somebody putting us here. So somebody out there, I think I'm done. I think I got it all out. No, I didn't. So... Last but not least, it's about to be summer. Let's just get there real quick, right? Woo, working out. We got our summer bodies ready. Hey, mm-hmm. I'm on y'all. Why? Because I don't want to hear nobody. I don't want to see nobody upset. Because guess what? You ain't had nothing but time for the last two years. And the balance of that, I'm talking mess. But the balance of that, really, the balance of that for some people is that some people worked their life away. Some people fell into this other part of life, right? So a lot changed. But when I mean summer body, I don't mean like skinny summer body. I mean healthy. Are you ready to eat right? Are you ready to drink your water? Are you ready to think right? Are you ready to walk these streets where these kids will happen to be and you got to walk past them and hopefully you say hi because they deserve it? Hello. Are you ready to be the best example? Are you your summer body, meaning your whole shell of a person, are you ready to be the best example of you you can be? I don't just say this to you because I have to ask myself these things a lot of times. Like, three, four, five, six, seven times a day, sometimes 10. Like, are you your best you? Are you ready to be your best you? Are you on point to be your best you? And then I look in the mirror and be like, okay, I can do this. I got this. So with that being said, getting ready for the summer, remembering that these babies will be in our care. They will not be in the institutions this summer. Make sure that if you are out and about and you have a, a, maybe you got a job opportunity for them, get it maybe you're looking to give some kid an internship and when I say kid I'm just being real laid back one of our babies if you're ready to give them internship give it if you're ready to mentor one of them stop thinking that you got to be in a 501c3 to get get a mentorship because believe it or not you can bless more people and get more blessed when you do what you're supposed to do because it's in you to do and that's how God blesses that's how the God that I serve bless I don't know what kind of God you serve but if you serve a God like I serve hopefully we on all on the same page because it's only one of them but when you serve him he not only can give you the desires of your heart, he can only make the, the fruits of your labors are vast and, and, and ever growing, but can 
He can also make sure that you be the example that he needs you to be. He says, because we're supposed to be that to one another. Am I my brother's keeper? Yeah, we are. That doesn't mean we're responsible for their their walk with Christ. That nah. That means that we're supposed to be an example so that our brothers and our sisters can have something to go by. That means that we're supposed to grow and, and, and mature so that others can see that growth and be like, dang. Hopefully I done shown you something in a little bit of time that you done know me. I hope that I've encouraged you to do something because I know you have. You stay on me about consistency, sis. And that's something that in the field and the line that I'm in, right, consistency is key. But that's also inclusive with kids. When you're working in the educational field, when you're working with young people, when you're working with students, being consistent is so key because you know what happens when you're not consistent? They think you flaking them out. When you, when you switch up stuff and it's switching up don't really match what you started off doing, they think you being corny. And guess what? That's where that line of disrespect is drawn. And that's what we're seeing. So to bring it all back around, going back in the Buffalo public school system, let me tell you all something. Check yourselves. Support our superintendent. She's homegrown. I'm trying to get in touch with her. So if you know how to get me in touch with her, I want her to meet me over at Genesee Quad because the last thing I'm going to say, which is an up note, make sure you missed it. Oh my gosh, you've been missing it, haven't you? You've been missing it. You've been missing it. Genesee Quad, pros and poor for the professional in you. We have, of course, your number one meeting place. Okay, of course, fly soul food. Best drinks in town. Why? Because last night we introduced a new one. It's called the Redhead Slap. And um, she's cute. Now... <laughs> And then we had the Blue Shark. So a few new uh, drinks have been discovered. And maybe you want a signature drink and you come up with the idea. Well, our bartender will do that. Big shout out to King Shot, who is our DJ. And of course, it wouldn't have been possible. It was made to you by Lucky's 729 Sycamore Street. Lucky's is a place where you can go and you can get your phone where do I start? Fixed. You can get a new phone. It doesn't even matter what service you have. Maybe you're just looking for cords. You ready for this? In that store as well, maybe you want to keep your home safe. One of the things that I do like about when I went to Lucky's is that I was looking and saying, what kind of security system would I like to put in my home? Because you know, when you blow up, you start to be like, oh my God, I got to I'm just joking. It's not that serious. What is serious, though, is making sure that you know where to go to get the best price and affordable price and instructions on the equipment that you buy. So if you're looking for that little ring doorbell, then Lucky's does have it and plenty more in the plaza as well. You can stop by the Cricket store and grab some food from the chicken place. And yeah, you can go on down to the dessert place that I'm trying not to think about, but they do smell, sell smoothies. So stop by Lucky's today. Tell them take a solar moment. Since you, you will not be disappointed. Until next time, right here on Take a Solar Moment. <laughs>